Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're eating sweet treats or dessert, Do you feel like you cannot stop? The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the What Is Eating You podcast. Today, I'm going to speak about how to eat dessert without going overboard because I needed this episode when I was a young girl or when I was in my teen years, even in my 20s, because I always just thought, I'm a chocoholic. In fact, I'm really excited to talk about this because last night we had a beautiful dinner. We went out for dessert. If you haven't been listening in, my name is Steph and I'm a psychologist and I'm currently in Bali. So as you can imagine, very excited to try all the foods, have all the desserts, hang out with different people. But one thing I've always loved is dessert. And this journey has really changed over the years because I used to be ashamed of it. I used to think, gosh, why can't I be one of those people who has two blocks, two squares of chocolate instead of two blocks of chocolate? But I realized those people don't exist very often. So if you're thinking this as well, if you're thinking, gosh, why do I have a block of chocolate? A block's really not that big. So don't feel ashamed. Know that it is okay. But I want to talk about the feeling you get when you have dessert. So strap in, get ready, and let's start this episode. And if you haven't done your daily gratitude, I want you to take a moment and just reflect on what you're grateful for. For me, it's definitely being in Bali and having the ability to meet and connect with people. I really think Bali is a magical island and brings up so much for you and you do have to face your demons, you have to face what's going on, you have to face your reality, you have to face any thoughts or feelings, emotions, whereas I think when you're in your hometown, you're so swept up in your routine, you're busy with kids, you're busy with partners that you don't often recognize what is going on for you. So that is what I'm grateful for today. Here we are. Let's talk about dessert. The first thing I want to do is 
give a little bit of an overview. Now, if you're someone who grew up in the 80s, the 90s, even early 2000s, it's really likely that you were victimized by diet culture. It's likely you grew up in an era where you went through the low carb phase, you went through the low sugar phase, you went through the gluten-free, dairy-free phase. So reflect on it for you. What phase did you go through or what types of diet culture did you become exposed to through your upbringing? Because a lot of this will determine your beliefs and thoughts around sweets and desserts. So for a moment, I want you to reflect on what are my beliefs and thoughts when it comes to dessert? Do I feel guilty? Do I think desserts are bad and that I shouldn't be eating them? Even when you reflect on your family values, how did your parents react around sweets? How did your mother talk to you when it came to sweets? I know coming from a Greek family, it's really funny. Every Greek mother secretly loves sweets, but as soon as they have a taste of something sweet, they'll say, oh, that's too sweet for me, and they'll have one bite of it. But really, you know they're enjoying it. You know they're going to indulge on it, but it's just funny. It's almost as though it is socially acceptable and polite to, and almost superior to deny dessert or to deny sweets or say, oh, I'm not much of a sweet tooth or, oh, that's too much for me or that's a little bit sweet for me. Now, my biggest shift and change came when I leaned into the fact that I am a sweet tooth or I love dessert. And I do believe that people who've gone through eating disorders, well, it's not even my belief, it's actually in the research. They've done brain imaging studies and they've found that people who have gone through bulimia do have a more heightened dopamine serotonin response. So the part of your brain that lights up in response to food is greater. And it could be because they deprived themselves or they restricted it. And then when they binge ate, their brain was finally like, yes, because they were having such a large amount that that part of the brain lit up. And I do believe that people with bulimia particularly get a heightened euphoric feeling from desserts than people who have not had that eating disorder before. So if this is you and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I feel like I lose control. I feel like I love dessert. It's like this drug to me. It might be your brain. You could just have a different brain that does light up a bit more than the average brain. And if you also have ADHD, this can also play a response in your dopamine receptors as well. So the first step I want to recommend is acknowledge and embrace your inner sweet tooth. If you do love chocolate, if you love Marvelous Creations, if you love Kit Kats, if you love Bounties, if you love chocolate tarts, embrace it, own it and say, I love it. It's yum. And you know what you'll find when you say that in public, other people come out of the dessert closet as well. (laughs) I'm going to call it the dessert closet. Because it was almost last night I went out with a group of people and I was like, where are we going for dessert? And they were like, oh my gosh, I love dessert too. And when you start to let dessert out of the bag and stop treating it like, are we going to order it? Is it going to be this awkward thing? Am I the only person in the group that's going to want dessert? Life feels so freeing. So the first thing is own it and accept it. This is my favorite chocolate. I love this. In the past, I could have had two blocks of this, but now it's a part of my life and it's okay to enjoy this. 
enjoying chocolate doesn't make me shameful. It doesn't make me a failure. It doesn't make me some fat, out of control person. So whatever beliefs you've assigned to liking sweets and desserts, let's undo those beliefs and make them positive. This is part of who you are and that's okay. This is what makes you you. This is what makes you unique. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, the second thing is when you go out for dessert, if you're someone who's had a restrictive history, I want you to remember that you don't have to have it all at once. If you've had a history of dieting or diet culture or restriction, it's really likely that part of your brain may be saying, have as much as you can because you're not going to do this tomorrow. Have as much as you can because tomorrow is Monday and Monday we eat clean and Monday we don't binge eat anymore. Let go of that. It's gone. So when you have dessert, you're going to ask yourself, I'm going to eat this until I am psychologically satisfied because let me go into number three. Desserts are not fuel in many cases. So when people say food is fuel, that's rubbish. Yes, food does fuel our body, but fuel can come from different sources and have different interpretations. And desserts, I believe that's psychological fuel. I believe that sweets and treats are psychological and bring enjoyment and satisfaction and they're for pleasure. They're not for fuel. If food is fuel, should you fuel yourself with a Mars bar or should you have a Mars bar because you enjoy it and it's part of life? So just be mindful when you're subscribing to this mentality that food is fuel. I know it's very healing for many people and I know that many people use that strategy to overcome disordered eating, but I think it can create guilt and negative feelings when we associate food is fuel and then we want chocolate or we want food when we're not hungry because it doesn't fit into that food is fuel belief. So remember, not all food is fuel. Some food is emotional fuel. Some food serves a need. Some food is psychological fuel. And that is absolutely okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And the sooner you can embrace that, the sooner you are set free. So remember, when you go out for dessert, I want you to tell yourself, I can have this tomorrow. I can have this in an hour. I don't need to have it all now. I don't need to order it all now because what I would do is I would order three desserts because I wanted to try everything. And last night I did have a mousse and I did have dark chocolate because I got a bit dessert happy. <laughs> I hadn't had dessert in a while and I'm like, I'm going to get the mousse and the dark chocolate. I'm just going to go on this chocolate escapade. And 
It was yum. However, I did feel sick after and I probably would have just done really well with the mousse, but I honored that decision. I appreciated that decision and I didn't feel guilty. I said, you know what, Steph, the next point number four is acknowledge when you've overeaten, acknowledge when you are a bit full, but don't feel guilty. Don't hate yourself for it. So you know what? I've overeaten a little bit. I feel a little bit sick, but that's okay. It'll pass in an hour. And the final thing I want to suggest is, are you fully present when you're eating dessert? Often when we eat dessert, we are thinking about the next thing we're going to order, we're thinking about tomorrow, and we are thinking about the second serving. We're not actually thinking, this is it, this is the moment. If you're eating dessert and your mind starts to drift or your mind starts to wonder, I want you to bring your mind back. When you're eating dessert, I want you to take your time. I want you to say, how does this taste? How does this feel in my mouth? What are the sensations it's bringing? What are the memories it's making me think about? Because dessert should be an experience and an experience you should savor and enjoy, not a moment you should rush to get over and done with because you feel bad about it. So in summary, if you're a sweet tooth, honor it, appreciate it, and accept that part of you and know that there is nothing wrong with that. When you have dessert, there are certain things that can help you not go overboard, such as accepting, embracing the moment, being fully present with the taste, the feel, the sensation, telling yourself, this is the serving. This is what I'm going to eat. There's no more later. If I want more, that's absolutely okay. I can always order more later. And that's a really big strategy I'll just also add is telling yourself, I can always order more because we get into this mindset. We want to order everything there and then that telling yourself, I can have this later. I can always order more is such a great safety net. The other thing is, remember, you can eat it. Doesn't mean you're going to gain weight. Doesn't mean you're going to blow out your goals and dreams. Actually having dessert is what allows you to focus on your goals and dreams because you're not going to be obsessing and thinking about it all the time. That's pretty much my information. If you want to know more, you can grab my book. There's a free trial on Audible, Food Jail, Breaking the Bars of Binge Eating. If you're wanting to improve your relationship with food, make sure you download my free binge tracker and you can start your journey. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please leave a review, leave a rating, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 